exercise set up there in the third dimension with your smart devices, you can really exercise your thumbs on this show. Hello, I'm Gary. This is my wife, Gloria. Hello, everybody. And we're Grace Faith Christian Discipleship. And uh, this is the GFCD Q&A Bible study. And today we'll be studying the book of Hebrews. And we're in chapter four, starting at verse one. And right now we've got uh, Darren Samuels coming on screen with us. Mm -hmm. Darren's over there in Colorado Springs. G'day, Darren. Hi, Darren. Yes. So without any... Hello, Gary and Gloria. Hi, Darren. Um, we'll just open in prayer and have communion. So if you're watching on there in the third dimension, as we like to call it, those people who are watching on or listening on um, you can jump up and grab yourself some elements even if it's sometime in the future you're welcome to come and join us if you're a christian and you're watching this video then come and join us and have communion together so father god we thank you for this precious time together we thank you that for your great love for us we thank you for the word that you've given us and for jesus who is the word for the holy spirit that helps us to understand those words that we're reading today and we know lord that they are filled with life they are life and they go out to reach those people whose hearts are good soil ready to receive who have ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts open to receive in jesus name amen, amen. So my message this morning um, has something to do with that little cross that you can see in the background there. See that little wooden cross in the background? That was a gift given to me a number of years ago. And when I received it, um, I was told that it was made from the timber of a church in a, in, a, in a city in Western Australia. There'd been this huge cyclone come through so bad. Actually, it was a tornado. A tornado had come through and literally lifted the church, a brick building, off its foundations and plonked it back down again. And it was deemed to be unsafe and had to be demolished. And some clever person decided that they would use the timbers or some of the timbers out of the, the church building and make a whole lot of crosses and sell them off as, um, because the church was, an, uh, I think it was close to a hundred years old. And so people wanted to have a little piece of that. And I was given one as a gift. But when I received it, not only was there the little wooden cross, but it had like a little figure of a Jesus similar, like what you would see hanging on the cross. And I looked at it and I thought, mm -mm, Jesus isn't on the cross anymore. So I took it off and I've just kept the wooden cross. And yesterday, when I was preparing for the communion message this weekend, the words that came to me were, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? And I found that in 1 Corinthians 15.55. And what I want to focus on for my communion messages for a, for a while is that Jesus is the risen Lord. He's not still hanging on a cross. He's been buried and he's arisen and he's alive and we have victory through him. So death, where is your sting? So as we take communion, remember that, that we are remembering what Jesus did for us through the sacrifice that he gave when he went to the whipping post to, to take the stripes for our healing and for when he hung on the cross and shed his blood 
for the forgiveness of sin for the entire world. But we remember also that he is the risen Lord and we have victory through him. Mm. So, Father God, we just thank you for your precious son, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that you took those stripes. And as we take this bread, we remember it says in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus, Thank for you what Jesus you've done for me. And in the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Thank mm. you, Jesus, that you are Thank the Jesus. risen Lord. Thank you for your precious blood. We praise your holy name and we rejoice in the victory that you have won. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Mm. And thank you, Gloria. And um, today we're doing a Bible study in the book of Hebrews. We're at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Now, as we we're preparing this morning, um, Gloria was reading the Psalms and uh, she came across um, some verses that were very particularly relevant to what we were studying in our previous Bible study. Mm. So if I can just share screen and um, I just want to go to, um, just let me just see where I'm at, Takata. Okay, Takata, I use the Takata Bible app. And um, here we're in Hebrews chapter 3. Now, I know we're studying chapter 4 um, from verse 1, but this is, call this a recap if you like. And I'll read here verse 15. Uh, While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, and it's talking about us. Mm-hmm. See, what I like to get out of these Bible studies is what, how does this impact us in the age of grace because there's so much reference to the old testament and to the um the jews that were you know the 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 children of israel when they were being led out of the promised land but i'd like to draw out of this how does this impact me what's in this these verses for me today if you this is me if you will hear his voice today not back in the days of israel today if you will hear his voice do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion for who having heard so they heard rebelled indeed was it not all who came out of egypt led by moses that's all you wanted me to read, wasn't it, Gloria? Um, yes. And this morning when I was doing my personal time, I was reading through Psalms and I was in Psalm 106, verse, um, 106 and there was just so many little things that jumped out at me that 
that were related to what was talked about in our Bible study yesterday. Uh, verse 21 says, they forgot God their saviour. They forgot God their saviour. And in verse 24 and 25 it says, then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his word but complained complained in their tents and did not heed the voice of the Lord. So that's a warning. It's a warning for us not to harden our hearts, not to be people who complain, but to look and see what the Lord has done for us. And then over in um, verse 31, and it says, and that was a, oh, sorry, verse 35. 34, 34 to 36. 34 to 36. They did not destroy the peoples concerning whom the Lord had commanded them, but they mingled with the Gentiles, they interacted, they listened to the things that were not of God and learned their works. You know, those news shows are forever pouring, you know, bad news into our ears. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. Mm -hmm. And then in verse 48, it says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting and let all the people say amen. So let us remember that warning that to keep our eyes on him and not on the world and to be careful what we listen to. And who we associate. And who we associate with. Mm. Yeah, amen. Right. Mm. Amen. So that's the, um, the recap from last night. So let's now go to Hebrews 4 uh, verse 1. And I will have to run there. So it's still over there. Let me go to. So we want chapter four. I'm going to read verse one. And I just want to. Can you read that verse for, for us, please, Corey? Mm -hmm. And we're just going to read the one verse. Okay. And um, so I'll speak on it first, um, Darren, and then you can follow up. We might go to Andrew Womack's Living Commentary. I don't usually go there, but we'll go there today because there's so many, so few people on screen. Mm -hmm. Our screen was full with people last night, but mm. there you go. Okay. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Yeah, okay. Well, when, as Tom reminds us all the time, Tom from One Church Grimsby in England, when it's got therefore, you need to look and see what it's there for. Yeah. So um, without going back to Hebrews chapter 3, mm -hmm. well, can, can you read, read the last couple of verses in chapter 3 to okay. us, please, Gloria? Yeah, sure uh, Verse 18, And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? Verse 19, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And then it continues on and says, therefore, therefore since a promise of remaining, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Come short of what? Of entering his rest. And you've got to remember that they came short of entering his rest, not because they sinned, but because of unbelief. So let me just go and have a look at my notes on here. Um, Hebrews chapter 4 is about works and rest. 
but what is this rest and what works is it speaking about the rest is not peace or the word would have said as it does in other place the peace of god no it talks about a rest the works are just that for the jews they are works of the law of moses and for the gentiles they are works of the flesh and i've got a note here to see verse 10 but we'll read on and we'll come to verse 10. you see it's all about law and grace that's what this is all about works of the law and resting in god's grace new covenant grace is a rest under the law they rested only on the seventh day and then ended back into works but under grace the rest from works of the law is forever because the law has been fulfilled by jesus it is finished just as God rested from his works of creation, which he had finished. How do we then work towards entering into his rest? We need to be vigilant to walk in the spirit. Amen. Uh, And I think that's it from there. Now, let me just stop share. I am going to come to you, Darren, but first of all, I want to have a look at Andrew Womack's living commentary. So I'll just share the screen and that one there. And Andrew's got some pretty good comments here. Hopefully everybody can see the screen there. Okay, this is verse one, which we've just read. Let us therefore fear less a promise um, being left of us entering his rest any of you should seem to come short of it well i i apply this to myself if i should become short of it can you read this Corey? Mm-hmm. entering into the rest of god isn't automatic even after being born again we have a place of rest in the lord that we have to labor to enter into and that's hebrews 4 11. We have to believe just as it was with the Israelites who came out of Egypt. God intended not only for only to bring them out of Egypt, but also to bring them into the land of promise. But it didn't happen because of their unbelief. Okay. So mm. over to you for your comments, mm. please, and, Darren. And just before you do start your comments, uh, Darren, please tell people who are watching on, either now or at some later stage, a little bit about yourself and the ministry work that you do. I know you've got a fabulous story to tell, but if you just want to keep it um, brief before you go into your comment, it'll help people get to know who you are. You'll have to unmute first, but Darren, wait. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, Gary and Gloria. Um, My name is Darren Samuel, and uh, I am the executive director of a ministry called Christ Kingdom Initiative, and we do uh, revival meetings. And so uh, I'm super excited. Actually, we just uh, locked down uh, an event venue for April 22nd, coming this spring in downtown Colorado Springs. That's where I live. And uh, we're looking forward to bringing the gospel uh, to the people of the city that day, uh, which happens to be Earth Day, which is 
fantastic. I can't think of a better day to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, than Earth Day. Well, maybe Halloween, but Earth Day is pretty good too. <laughs> so um, I'm a, a graduate of Karis Bible College. I graduated ministry school in 2017, which is in Woodland Park, uh, just up the mountain from where I live now in Colorado Springs. And so, yeah, just praise the Lord and uh, excited to see what he's going to do through uh, all of us that are uh, uh, doing our best to spread that gospel of Jesus Christ and, and bring others into the faith of, of Jesus. Uh, so uh, thank you uh, for having me Jeremy, uh, somebody wanted today. to contact you, if someone wanted to contact you or, or your ministry in regards to the work that you're doing there in Colorado Springs, what, how would they contact you? Well, the best way would probably uh, go to uh, our Facebook, which is Christ Kingdom Initiative. Mm -hmm. We have a Facebook page that features the ministry and has some uh, posts as far as upcoming events. Also, um, videos and pictures from our event last uh, fall in October. Uh, we just started in the beginning of uh, 2022, so we're a relatively new ministry, um, but uh, super excited. So that would probably be the best uh, to go to there, or they could email, email us also at uh, c, uh, info at ckiusa.org. Okay. And of course, CKI stands for Christ Kingdom Initiative. So that's info at ckiusa.org. Excellent. That's okay. good. Mm. Okay. And your comments on. And so to. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, to uh, comment on on the, just the beginning of chapter four in Hebrews, you know, um, it sort of, uh, in my opinion, ties into Romans eight because to walk after the Spirit, um, you know, and as Andrew spoke in that commentary that you read, to walk after the Spirit is a, a mindset. You know, um, we are we are in Christ, and that's a place or a position. But then uh, we have a choice in our daily lives to either walk after the spirit or walk after the flesh. And uh, if so, if I may just refer to Romans 8, verse 5, it says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So where is my mind stayed upon? Is my mind stayed upon the Lord and upon the word? And, uh, you know, am, am I thinking another scripture that I think about, I believe it's uh, Philippians 4.8, where it says, uh, finally, brethren, um, you know, think on these things, mm. you know, and uh, then it uh, mentions all the, all the things that we can have our minds stayed on. And so, you know, it's basically just trying to stay in that, in that uh, mindset of walking in the spirit and keeping my mind uh, stayed on Christ, uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, which is Hebrews 12, 2. So praise God. Yeah, excellent, Darren. Mm, wonderful. Very, very good. I like the point that you made about it is a choice. So many mm. things for us are a choice. Even, even um, salvation is a choice. Um, we, and like, you know, the word of God can be presented to us and to them. It, it says uh, um, in the scripture, in fact, I think it's coming up. Um, it might even be, I might, I might put a hold on that. It says that the, the word was preached to us mm -hmm. and to them, but it did not profit them 
not being mixed with faith. Verse two. It's verse two. Okay. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead of myself. Okay. Um, and the point I'm trying to make here when I'm, I'm talking about this verse two is that it is a choice. Mm. I'm going to blame Darren because he spoke about choices and that really resonated with me. Yeah. Because people, why do some people hear the gospel? It's the same gospel. It's not that they're hearing a watered-down gospel and other people are hearing a better gospel. It is the, what is it called? The seed, the word of God is incorruptible, um, incorruptible seed of God, mm. right? There is no corruption in the seed of God. So it's the same word, and yet some people believe and some people don't believe. Why is this? It's a choice. Mm. They choose to believe. You see, when you... If you choose not to believe, that's called unbelief. And that's what this whole thing about mm. Romans, and not Romans, Hebrews. Um, Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 4, it's talking about unbelief. You see, if you choose not to believe, then you're going to unbelief. Mm. If you choose to believe, then you're going to faith. Or you could say you're going to believe. But more than that, we have the spirit of Christ and we have the mind of Christ and we also have the faith of Christ, right? We've got all of these things. When do we receive them? When we get born again. And you see, to get born again, you first have to believe, right? And then the Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. At that point, I believe that the power or the faith of Christ kicks in. And you, you see, people hear the gospel, other people hear the same gospel, these people choose to believe. And what happens when they choose to believe? They will lay down their life for that belief. We've seen the martyrs in the early church laying their lives down, being the Romans um, setting the lions upon them, tearing them apart. They could have not been torn apart if they had renounced their faith in Jesus Christ. But they allowed. You know, where did that level of faith come from? Well, it's the faith of Christ. Chapter 4, verse 2, here it is here. Mm -hmm. Okay, go for it, Gloria. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Okay, just pull up there and I'll just go to my notes there. Okay, this is a repeat of what I've just said, but it's it's worthy of hearing because this is this is really, really important. These people heard the gospel, then made a decision not to believe. Therefore they did not receive the faith of Christ to mix with the gospel which they heard, having decided not to believe they entered into unbelief, okay? For 
by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god well what is the gift of god i put it to you that it's that faith for by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god well you know what is our job is can i just close this down um and, and stop the screen share you see it is the gift of god you know like it's not the people who have got great faith that get saved as against people with little faith minimal faith no it's because they believed see the faith that is required to raise you from the dead or to get you born again is the same faith that was required to raise jesus from the dead i put it to you that it's not your faith but it's the faith of christ let's go back to that screen share again and um okay for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them but the word which they heard did not profit them Knox being mixed with faith in those who heard it okay we're going to go to andrew Womack's living commentary again because we've got time this morning okay so here we are and we're in verse two wow i'll let okay. you read that Gloria. the israelites who came out of egypt didn't have the gospel preached to them in the sense that they were told about jesus by name and that he died for our sins okay pull up there mm -hmm. so they didn't have it in that detail mm -hmm. right but they had but they had that preached to them in a picture and type through the Passover lamb. They weren't delivered because of any holiness of their own. They were saved from the death angel and from Egyptian bondage because of their partaking of the sacrifice. It's the same with us. Only now we have the real sacrifice of which the Passover lamb was only a type and shadow. And that's from 1 Corinthians 5, 7. God's word never fails. It is eternal and not one promise will fall to the ground. But for it to work for us, we have to believe it. God's word has a power, has power, but all that power will not be released until we believe it. Many people know God's word is true and pray for its power to be released in their lives, but it won't happen through desire alone. We have to believe it. Many people are afraid to believe because they know true faith demands actions. It's easier to just pray and then if nothing happens in the physical, say we are waiting on God, but God is waiting on us to believe. Over to you, Darren. Mm. Well, thank you. I, I really like that. Um, you know, because it is about uh, our belief and and in our our faith, using our faith, and it you know, sort of reminds me of uh, where it talks about in in Romans four about Abraham. Uh, 420 he staggered not at the promise of god through unbelief 
but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And then verse 22 states that, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Mm. And so, uh, and then if I uh, jump over to Galatians 3 to sort of tie that in, you know, where it, it reminds us in 3, 6, even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they have are of faith, the same are, are the children of Abraham. So then verse 9, 3, 9, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faith, faithful Abraham. And so our faith in Jesus is what gives us that position of righteousness and puts us in right standing with God. And so it's also our faith in Jesus that we receive the blessings that were promised to Abraham in Deuteronomy 28. And it's our faith in Jesus, our continually looking unto Jesus and keeping our minds stayed on and our mindset, you know, in that um, place of walking in the spirit, not in the flesh, that, uh, you know, keeps us in that place of rest. Amen. Very good. Excellent. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Wonderful. Thank you. That's All right. We're going mm. to um, this, uh, share screen this again. Three. Uh, we'll just do verse three. And this probably oh, will on. be our last one. This will mm -hmm. be our last one. We'll come back to Andrew. Mm -hmm. Let me just go share screen again Takata Bible app. And okay. by the way, the changing the Takata Bible app to a new format and I'll have to learn the format all over again. That's so. okay. I'll read from verse three. For we did for we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said, so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Okay, so I think Andrew's got a big spiel on this but i'm just mine's pretty minimal uh believing what believing what that's the question believing what let's let's find out where this believing what uh where were we for we who have believed for we who have believed well my question is believing what this is more than believing the law and the prophets this is about believing on Jesus, the author of the new covenant of grace, right? And we find that in John 1 verse 17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So that's Gary's little bit. Let's go to Andrew's living commentary. And if you guys like this um, Andrew's living commentary, he has a free commentary, but this is the the living commentary that we've got here it's a one-off purchase a lifetime purchase oh a lot of reading there gloria mm -hmm. so just let me just see okay all right can you read from the top down please mm -hmm. this is a quote from some okay. let's just read read the verse yep. first mm -hmm. verse three and, and then, then read I'll the read, whole yeah. of what andrew's saying for we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall if they shall enter into my rest through the works, although, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Okay. 
This is a quote from Psalm 9511, which says, Unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter un into my rest. Then the writer of Hebrews spoke of God resting on the seventh day from his labours of creation. This sheds more light on what the rest of the Lord is. It is the same rest that the Sabbath illustrated. When God rested on the seventh day of creation, it wasn't because he was tired. He could have created twice as much as he did. Isaiah 40, 28 says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching, there is no searching of his understanding. God rested not because of exhaustion, but because everything was complete. There was nothing else to do. It was done perfectly. Anything more would have made it imperfect. It was a rest like a painter who finishes a painting and then rests from his painting. It's not because he's tired from holding the brush. It's because the painting is a masterpiece just the way it is. One more brush stroke would ruin it. Likewise, God created everything so perfectly that there was nothing else to do. He created the animals and all the plants and the grass and the ability to procreate. Therefore, he doesn't have to create more animals or plants each day to replace the ones that died. He built the ability to reproduce into every living thing. He has never done more creating in the natural realm. He's resting in what has already been done. Adam and Eve were created at the very end of the six days of creation. That's because everything wasn't ready for them before that time. If, if they had been created first, they would have had to tread water for two days until the dry land appeared. There wouldn't have been sunshine and therefore the earth would have been cold. There wouldn't have been any food to eat. But they were created last at the end of creation and then moved immediately into the Lord's rest. They didn't have to plant the trees and wait seven years for them to bear fruit. The trees were already there with fruit on them. The climate was just right. Everything was perfect for them. They just rested in what was already done. That's the way it is in the new birth. Jesus has already purchased salvation and all its benefits for us. It's already done. We don't have to pray and ask God to heal us or prosper, prosper, prosper us. It's already a done deal. We just need to rest in what has already been provided. There is a place we can reach where we aren't striving to get God to bless us, but are resting by faith in what has already been done. That is the Sabbath rest. That is being spoken of in this chapter. Amen. Wow. Wow. Awesome um, notes. Mm. I couldn't have expressed it any better than Andrew Womack has mm. expressed it there because the big question that I think all Christians ask they're trying to work out how to enter into this rest and yet they don't have an understanding about what the rest is um mm. and it, it is you're resting in the finished the key word here is the in the finished work of the cross amen you can't do it in the law of moses 
but you can in the grace of Jesus Christ. Over mm. to you, please, Darren. Yeah, praise God. That's so good, uh, you know, because it is all about knowing everything that Christ accomplished. And when he said it is finished, then that's exactly what he meant. Uh, all the work had been completed. And, uh, you know, knowing that revelation of everything that Christ accomplished on our behalf as believers and putting our faith in Jesus, we can, you know, enjoy that position and that posture of rest. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's a, uh, a legalistic point of view to think that somehow our own self-righteous works are going to accomplish anything. Um, in fact, I can't help but to refer to Isaiah 64, 6, where it talks about our self-righteousness is as filthy rags. And, you know, we are righteous and, you know, we are blessed and, and we have this posture and position of rest because of the finished work of the cross and putting our faith in Jesus and Jesus alone qualifies us for these benefits. Yes. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. 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 Um, what a great Bible study. Yeah. And Darren, um, we know that you have an evangelistic calling on your life. Would you like to just share that good news with people and perhaps say a prayer for those people who might be watching on in the third dimension who haven't made that decision to give their lives to Jesus and make him their and, Lord? And also close this Bible study and prayer, mm. please, Darren. It'd be my pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we just have to, to realize that God so loved the world and uh, he wanted a relationship with every individual that he created on the face of the earth so much that he gave. He gave his only son. And, you know, Jesus came and, and uh, he, when, you know, when we say he died on the cross, that's true. But to, to look at that a, a little bit deeper, you know, I owed a debt I couldn't pay. And Christ paid that debt for me. And he took all my sin and all my shame and all my guilt and sin of the world was imputed on the body of Jesus Christ once and for all on the cross of Calvary. And so when he died on the cross, he took it all for, for all of us. And then he was buried and uh, resurrected um, by the Father. He was resurrected three days later and, and he is alive today. And, and that's really what the gospel is. The gospel is believing that Jesus died for your sin believing that he was buried and resurrected from the dead three days later. And by putting your faith in what Jesus has done on your behalf, you become a child of God and, and you become born again. And that means that the old things are, are past and they're gone and that you're a new creation in Christ. And so if anybody's out there that would like to accept Jesus as their personal savior, Please just repeat this prayer after me. So, Father, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We just thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for our behalf, to pay the sin debt that was required by a blood sacrifice. And so, Jesus, I just confess that you did die on the cross for my sin. I thank you and I ask forgiveness for my sins. And I do recognize that you were buried, 
and by the power of God raised from the dead three days later. And so Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and I ask you to, to become my personal Lord and my savior. And by believing in my heart and confessing with my mouth, I have become born again by putting my faith in Jesus. And so I just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come together and study your word, Lord, and to realize everything that Jesus has paid for us and on our behalf. And so that we could be in a posture, in a position of rest by putting our faith in Jesus and the finished work of the cross. And so I just ask, Lord, that you just, Holy Spirit, just quicken this revelation to every single person that is on the call now or that might watch it in the future. And let them just get a revelation of your love, Lord, and, then, and uh, the revelation of that it is just by faith that we receive Jesus and that we can be righteous in your eyes, Father God, and that we can be blessed uh, and that we can be in a posture, in a position of rest by putting our faith in Jesus and in and, and Jesus alone. And so we give you all the glory and the honor and praise our Lord Jesus. And we thank you in your wonderful, precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. And if you um, prayed that prayer for the first time with, Dave, uh, with Darren tonight or, or this morning, depending on where you are in the world, um, then send us an email, gfcd.sozo, S-O-Z-O, at gmail.com and we'll plug you in with somebody who can disciple you or mentor you because um jesus said the great commission was to go out into all the world and make disciples of the nations not just make converts but make disciples because you've just i call the prayer that you just prayed the beginner's prayer because it's the beginning of your walk with jesus and a walk is a step-by-step -step thing and in the in the early stages you're going to need help with those steps mm -hmm. and we're not just leaving you out there to join the dots for yourself now we've got people who all around the globe who we can um, plug you into for what the bible calls discipleships mm -hmm. so thanks darren thank you so much you're yes. a wonderful minister of the word of god mm -hmm. we really appreciate you giving up your time this evening to be with us hopefully you can be here each week or whenever you can whenever you, whenever can. you can make mm -hmm. it and we'd love to have you aboard and we really appreciate you your the word that you brought today certainly um impacted me and yes. i'm sure it did millions of people around the world yeah. so right now um Folks, uh, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. If you're in Facebook, then follow us. But just remember where you saw us. We'll be back this time next week for another GFCD Q&A Bible study. God bless. God bless you. Thank you, Darren. Bye for now. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. <laughs>